0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF.
1: Hello and welcome into a <clears throat> Wednesday. Now, what is today? Yeah, Wednesday edition of Sports Scene. I'm losing track of the days. <clears throat> ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Michael, is producing today. Good program for you, I think. Hope you'll enjoy it. Um, Coming up in about 10 minutes, talk a little NFL. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. There is a new voice of the Gators. His name is Sean Kelly. He'll be with us at the bottom of the hour today. Sean uh, comes from ESPN, but he does have Uh, a really varied background. He was the longtime voice of the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, He has called baseball, uh, and he'll primarily be doing football and basketball here, and he'll do television baseball, much like he did, or much like McHubert did um, when he was here. So uh, he'll be with us at the bottom of the hour. Then in the 1 o'clock hour, Laura Rutledge will be here from ESPN to talk about a wide variety of subjects today. And uh, Lee Steinberg, uh, sports agent of Note, will be with us to talk about some things going on uh, from that world as well. So that's what's going on today. Um, I beg your pardon, that's tomorrow. Today is Kamara Wilcoxon, Gator football player. He'll be here with us a little later on. All right, some things we will talk about. Besides the voice of the gators, um, the rumors are swirling when it comes to <clears throat> expansion, when it comes to what the college football landscape could like or could look like. Um, there is a lot of conversation going on with the PAC 12, the big Ten. The Big 12, it's it's pretty interesting uh, because, look, if you look at where this is all going, the Pac-12 has come out and said that they're trying to speed up negotiations for a media rights deal. And they met yesterday. The current media rights deal expires in 2024. But they now want to try to make this happen. I think this is just a front. You're going to one of two things, in my opinion, is going to happen here. One is the Pac-12 will vanish. It will go away, and the team, most of the teams in it will become part of super conferences that I think the Big 12 and the Big 10 will scoop up. I think that's one possibility. Or the other possibility is that the Pac-12 tries to stay alive as a league and go out and try to find some schools to replace the USC-UCLA defection. If I had to guess which one would happen, I think it's more likely the Pac-12 goes away. I'm telling you, I just think we're entering the era of super conferences, and I think it's going to happen sooner than later. Also, today, great question. If you could have gone to see a live sporting event in your life, what would that have been? I've been very fortunate to go to a lot of things in, in, in college, you know, national championships in baseball, in football, in basketball, Uh, been to every venue in the SEC. But one came to mind right away, and I don't know why. It's the first thing that popped in my mind. Again, the question is, as you call in today, what live event would you have wanted to be a fan or, you know, part of? Mine was the perfect game of Don Larson, 1956. If, because, I mean, first of all, you don't see many perfect games, and you, you've only seen one in history in a World Series. That was it. That's history. That's the first thing that came to my mind. But uh, we'll get your thoughts about that as you call in today as well. So there you are. 392 You can email Russell at wruf.com. Uh, com ranked the SEC football coaches going into the 2022 season. Michael, let me ask. Where do you think Billy Napier was ranked among SEC coaches? Now, again, first-year SEC coach. He has no track record in this league. So where do you think they placed him? Just Just guess.
2: Since you said it's his first year, I'm going to say probably middle of the pack, probably on the lower end, so maybe like 9, 10-ish.
1: You, you hit it. Number 9. How about that? I was one off. I was 8. Um, Here's their top 8. Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Jimbo Fisher, Brian Kelly, Mark Stoops, Lane Kiffin, Sam Pittman. Mike Leach. That's the one I didn't think would be above. Then Billy Napier. Josh Heupel. Shane Beamer. Eli Drinkwitz. Brian Harson, And Clark Lee. Poor Vanderbilt. Um, but think about that. Auburn has the 13th best coach. Um, so, anyway... For whatever that's worth as well today to pass on. But there's also a uh, great column um, about college football and its possible expansion on CBSSports.com. Dennis Dodd, who was just here the other day, um, talks about uh, Notre Dame on deck, Pac 12. Big 12 could merge SEC versus Big 10 playoff. This is what is fascinating about all of this. Notre Dame, again, people I've talked to, they seem to be the linchpin. Whatever Notre Dame decides to do, the Dominoes will fall from that um, obviously the big Ten wants Notre dame big time big time um so we'll see what happens but <clears throat> boy my throat is <clears> throat> just can't clear my throat today, but look, can you imagine if um if the uh the conferences, the Pac-12, for example, um, Big 12 and the Pac-12 merge. That's also possible. Okay? So here's one scenario CBS Sports has out. The West would be Arizona, Arizona State, Cal, Colorado, Oregon, Stanford, Utah, and Washington. The Midwest would be Baylor, BYU, Cincinnati Houston, Oklahoma State TCU, Texas Tech and UCF I mean viable viable and then remember already how many teams we have in the SEC and now the Big Ten what if they had their own playoff what if they did that okay um, apparently two people I talked to between yesterday and today said that that idea has been tossed out to various network executives about the plausibility of that happening think about that think about that for just a second okay so and then the CBS Sports.com model would have um, the top four finishers from each conference, seed them in an eight-team field, quarterfinals and semifinals in bowl games. There you go. I'm telling you, the, the possibilities are endless, and that's what makes this, in my opinion at least, such a fascinating subject. But next up, we're gonna talk a little NFL. As NFL camp set to open up here in July, Brad Spielberger Pro Football Focus joins us next, twelve twelve. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM W I U F. Okay, we're gonna wait a minute, I guess. Okay. That other one isn't in yet? Okay. All right. We have to hold well, I'll tell you what. Um, I'll hold off here for just a second. Um, one more thing to add to this the Big 12 according to reports could add up to six Pac-12 teams if they want to become a super conference like the Big 10 and like the SEC look to become to keep up with the Joneses so to speak so there you go. All right, I can't wait. Um, let's go to our break. We'll come back. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Beat the heat. Here's how to stay cool in hot weather. Buy a boat from Polaris of Gainesville.
3: Two Toss out a lure. Take a cruise. Tahoe fiberglass runabouts and deck boats help families escape. Look at its saltwater fishing boats. Mako combines the spirit of adventure with a legacy of trust. Nitro fiberglass boats are designed to make you a champion. Tracker's all-weldum aluminum boats, powered by mercury, have helped families catch fish and make memories for 40 years. Buy a tracker boat from your authorized tracker marine dealer. Polaris of Gainesville. Visit polarisofgainesville.com
0: Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any make or model, we're paying top dollar right now. Turn that dust collector into fast cash now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Daughtry Tree Service
3: has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate and remember at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all.
0: From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with a. W-
1: Well, the month of July is a slow sports month, but heck, you do have Wimbledon. You do have uh, other things, NFL training camps opening up, for example, Major League Baseball draft, but right now we're going to talk about training camps and opening up in the NFL. Brad Spielberger covers the NFL for pro football. Focus, he now joins us. Brad, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for doing this, as always. Um... I must tell you, I'm confused about the Deshaun Watson situation. They they had that meeting. So what's next now in that saga?
4: So it sounds like both sides presented their argument, uh, made their cases in front of the disciplinary officer Sue Robinson, and now she wants them to submit some type of kind of closing argument or, or final brief. Um, by June 11th is the date for that. And then after that date, she's going to take some time, you know, look at all the facts, gather all the evidence, and then ma- ultimately make her decision of should there be discipline and then how long th- that discipline will be.
1: Uh, I would expect something has to happen here. And, I, and don't you think it might be some kind of lengthy, even though there was a settlement by some involved in, in the lawsuit against him? In in your crystal ball, Brad, what do you see here?
4: So I think the big thing here and the big argument that the NFLPA has made is that in the personal conduct policy, it says in plain language that owners and executives will be held to a higher standard and face stricter punishment than that of players. And so the NFLPA is saying, well, you say this in the policy that we're currently discussing this case under. You know, it's not really looking at the the law, it's their own policy – And then they're saying, look, Robert Kraft got in trouble for a similar incident, you know, at a massage parlor. Almost the exact same set of facts. Yes, it was one person, not, you know, 26 plus. They said you have Dan Snyder with the commanders who has a new sexual assault allegation come out of that building seemingly every every week. Um, You know, go go down the list. There was an issue with the Dallas Cowboys where one of their executives was filming, you know, without knowing without the cheerleaders knowing was filming them and, and sending around video. So and none of those places really face significant suspensions or, or major fines or major punishments. So I think that's their way of arguing. How can you then give an indefinite suspension or a full season suspension because you're not even following your own policy?
1: As training camps open up, uh the three Florida teams, you know, certainly Tampa is right there. Miami may be close. The Jags have been so bad for so long. With a new coaching staff, Brad, do you think there's hope for improvement?
4: I do. I think Doug Peterson is probably the biggest upgrade. Of course, you know, coming from Urban Meyer, anyone was going to be an upgrade both on and off the field. But I think he resembles a massive upgrade and just brings a lot of stability to this building, a known winner, a proven winner, a guy players like to play for and, and people like to work with. Um, obviously, had a tumultuous ending in Philadelphia, but I think he has more control in Jacksonville and will not, you know, use it to, for, for negative reasons. I do. And there's going to be a lot of room for improvement. That Trevor Lawrence will take that next step. Has a better offensive line protecting him. Has more weapons to throw the ball to. Travis Etienne returning. I think it will be big. As a guy, he has familiarity with from college and a good checkdown option in case he does get, you know, pressure in his face. I think there is reason. Maybe they're not going to make the playoffs, but reason for optimism going forward in Jacksonville.
1: If, if Trey Lance is the future in San Francisco, why are they holding on to Garoppolo?
4: It sounds like his election to get shoulder surgery has delayed everyone else in going ahead and sending trade offers. And they're not just going to give him away for free, right? They think he is worth, you know, there were suggestions. Maybe they wanted a first round pick. They're not going to get a first round pick for him, but you know, maybe a day two pick is what they think is his worth. And that if no one forks that up, maybe they will consider reworking his contract or, or finding a middle ground and keeping him around as a really, really high end backup that maybe a team gets desperate for and trades at the trade deadline or something like that. But this surgery has delayed. Everything has slowed the process has scared some teams away. I still do think he is ultimately traded, you know, maybe before training camp starting about three weeks.
1: Brad Spielberger pro football focus joining us here on sports scene, talking a little NFL as training camps set to open here uh, in the month of July around the NFL. Um, Who do you think Brad on paper from last year to this year, you look at a roster and go, Man, I, I like the improvements that team made. Any a couple stick out to you?
4: Definitely. I think one would be the Los Angeles Chargers. They were, you know, their defense had a lot of issues. They had some top end players, of course, Derwin James at safety and Joey Bosa on the edge. Now you add Khalil Mack as a secondary edge rusher opposite Joey Bosa. That might be the best edge rushing tandem in the NFL this season, and maybe we've seen in a couple years now. Two very, very elite players on the edge. They also had issues. They got gashed in the run game up the middle. They go ahead and add Sebastian Joseph Dave from the Los Angeles Rams a stout nose tackle that has familiarity with head coach Brandon Staley and Austin Johnson, who's bounced around a couple teams recently, another good player on the interior. And then finally, you you sign the biggest cornerback in free agency in J.C. Jackson, a guy that can help everyone else in that secondary kind of settle in and their role they're better fit for. Michael Davis is more of a number two corner, was playing number one corner last year. They, they just, that entire defense, got a lot better, and then I love their first-round pick, and Zion Johnson, the guard out of Boston College, was my favorite interior offensive lineman in this year's draft class. I think they have made substantial improvements on both sides of the ball and should be a really competitive team next year.
1: Wow, that's interesting. Um, last couple things, Brad. When, when you look at you know Cincinnati, Kansas City, and the AFC teams that are right there, do you see anybody taking a tumble, maybe a playoff team from a year ago that – maybe won't make the playoffs this time around?
4: Yeah, you know, I think you could. It might be an easy answer to say the Cincinnati Bengals, we've seen these kind of playoffs, excuse me, the Super Bowl hangover, especially for the team that loses. But I do not think they're going to fall up that far, even though I do think the Baltimore Ravens will be healthier and it'll be a more competitive AFC North. The team I'm looking at is the Tennessee Titans. You know, I think trading away your number one wide receiver in A.J. Brown, they go ahead and cut Julio Jones. I like the selection of Traylon Burks, the Arkansas wide receiver in the first round, but it sounds like he came into camp out of shape. He also has asthma. He can't even stay on the practice field. You know, he can't even make it through a practice. They traded for Robert Woods from the Rams, but he's coming off a torn ACL. Probably won't be healthy in the early parts of the season. Uh, There's just a lot of holes and a lot of questions all over this offense. The offensive line raises question marks. Derrick Henry also coming off an injury. Um, they're the team, I think, that does not make the playoffs out of the AFC after being the one seed last year.
1: Final question, <clears throat> and this kind of goes to an earlier one, but because Jacksonville falls in this. You, you mentioned that the, the hire of Peterson was good. Is there a, another traditionally bad team? Detroit comes to mind, for example. Uh, the Jets, my Jets certainly come to mind. Do you see those woe-be-gone franchises with new coaches and, in some cases, new front offices getting better? Do you see the arrow pointing up with with organizations like that?
4: Those two were going to be the two that I mentioned if you kept it open-ended, 100%. I think the Detroit Lions understand how to go about this rebuild. They're being patient. They they didn't spend a ton of free agency this year. They're building through the draft. They obviously have extra draft capital with the Matthew Stafford trade. I think general manager Brad Holmes has done a great job already through two draft classes in adding top-end talent and difference-making players, and the Jets as well. They did spend in free agency. They had the three first-round picks, but they didn't break the bank. They didn't sign any C.J. Mosley-type guys. Just, you know, smart acquisitions. I like Lakin Tomlinson at left guard. I like bringing in both tight ends and C.J. Uzama and Tyler Conklin. Both of those guys individually were more productive than the entire Jets tight end room was last year. So wow. I think both of those teams are trending in the right direction.
1: Last question. Uh, the thought process was since Peyton Manning left in Denver, they were a quarterback away from being good. Well, now they get Russell Wilson. So will are they going to be good with Russell Wilson?
4: I, 100%. I think this roster was loaded on both sides of the ball. Some question marks up front on their defensive line. They're going to need Bradley Chubb, their former first-round pick, to be healthy, but a good player went healthy. And then they obviously added Randy Gregory, from the Dallas Cowboys, who is coming off of surgery but is expected to be ready sometime around week one. And then, yes, on the offensive side of the ball, I think Portland Sutton, the wide receiver, is going to be one of Russell Wilson's favorite targets he's ever played with. He's a great downfield, jump ball, go up and get it, contested catch receiver. That's exactly what Russell Wilson excels at doing, and that's what Sutton is great at. I think they're going to be a contender right away in the AFC.
1: Wow, Great stuff. Brad, where can people we'll see your work? What's coming up on Pro Football Focus?
4: Yeah, you can come to work at pff.com, and I'm currently releasing my favorite move in the offseason for every single team, so it's starting with the AFC and then the NFC. So keep an eye out for that and, and, and break down everything I like that every team did this offseason.
1: Wow. You know, it just seems like we were talking about football games yesterday, and all of a sudden training camp's going to open up <laughs> for the new season. So we will get you back, and we'll always appreciate your time. Thank you.
4: Sounds good. Thank you.
1: You got it, Brad. I think you does a great job covering the NFL. Brad Spielberger covering the NFL from Pro Football Focus. Um, All right, let me get to a couple of emails here real quickly while I have the time. Um, Marcus says, we're going to hear some of Sean Kelly's calls. Want to get a preview of the new voice of the Gators. I'll probably ask him that. Um, And then uh, let's see here. I had one from yesterday late after the show. Ron said, be interesting to see what effect money for certain players will influence coaching decisions. Surely, will be a few duds along the way. Well, I don't know, Ron. The coach doesn't have anything to do with the money, right? In other words, if if player X has a big NIL deal, right, is the coach going to play him because of that? Or is the coach going to play who he thinks or she thinks is the best player. But I get where you're going because that's a lot of people think that the NIL could fracture a locker room, that sort of thing. Now time will tell if that's possible. The new voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, will join us next. Looking forward to talking to him. 1227 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jittery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WIUF.
3: This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Folks,
1: if if you have a home to sell, you're probably curious about how much money your home would sell for in this seller's market. Well, look, you know, you've taken a look around, home values are at historic highs. The challenge is you're also probably concerned with the things you can't control low inventory, rising interest rates, well, you get the idea. Well, I strongly recommend you call the agent I trust to help you answer your home selling questions. That's Scott Caldwell with your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. Scott has programs and solutions to help you in any situation. Written guarantees, thousands of buyers that create higher demand and multiple offers for you. If you need to sell your home and stay in your home until you find your next one, Scott can help you sell stress-free and put you back in control of your situation. So, your next step, call Scott Caldwell and get help with him. 352-209-0000. That's 352-209-0000. Or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975, trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises, in fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all, they'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive, in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out.
5: Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Out of your car.
1: Hey, it's Steve Russell telling you about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and a 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now, back in season, the key lime milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting Jobs at Dick Mondell's.
3: It's time to celebrate outdoors. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Let Electronics World help you upgrade your lanai, pool deck, or backyard space with outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. That's electronicsworld.net.
6: Belonging isn't just about fitting in. It's about feeling at home. That's why at Radiant Credit Union, belonging means more than just getting great financial services. It's the warm smiles when you walk into a branch, the care we take when decisions affect your life, and the love we have for this community even if we do cheer a bit too loud at Little League games. At Radiant Credit Union, you belong. Learn more about Radiant Credit Union's free checking accounts with cash back on everyday purchases at RadiantCU.org, federally insured by NCUA.
7: Did you know the brain develops until you're 25? That means any drugs or alcohol you put into your body affect the way your brain develops. You need your brain for everything you do. Each time teens use drugs or alcohol increases the risk of damage to their brain and body, even death. You have the power to protect your brain. Use the facts about drugs and alcohol to make your future the best it can be. Check out thefacsyourfuture.org. Your future depends on it.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
7: Mostly sunny skies are expected the really early afternoon, but of course clouds, showers, and controlled thunderstorms are possible by later on during the afternoon, and the early. Gonna be hot though as well. Highs in the low 90s. Evening mixed values could be as high as 105 this afternoon. Tonight, showers and storms wrap up. Patchy fog is possible by early tomorrow morning with lows falling into the mid 70s. From the Weather Center, i meteorologist just Justin Ballard. And now.
3: Dan Patrick Show. Dan
7: Patrick.
3: <laughs> it felt like Freddie Freeman maybe didn't want to get on the plane to leave Atlanta.
7: Imagine you're shaking hands
1: with your former teammates before the game, and all of a sudden one of them drops. We still can't believe you didn't accept the... Or you go to
3: the plate. First time you're at the plate. Catch one. going, why'd you turn down that ultra? Wait.
0: ha <laughs> The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes. And you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. I'm
3: Mick Hubert, voice of the
0: Gators, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM,
3: 850 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida
1: Gators. Well, one last time from Mick Hubert, because I can tell you on the street, in the store, on this show, hey, Steve, have you heard anything more about the new voice of the Gators? Well, today, I can tell you the answer is yes, because he joins us now. Sean Kelly is the new voice of the Gators, only the fourth they've had since 1940, and no, I wasn't around for the first one. But, Sean, congratulations, welcome, and uh I'll let you take it from here, Sean. Uh the the obvious question, what attracted you to this job?
8: Well, I mean it's it's almost obvious and thanks for having me. Just look at who the Florida Gators are and the fan base and the tradition and the championship excellence and, and all those things immediately draw you in um with regard to the attraction for this job and my want to be there and, and be a part of the community. And by the way, don't don't throw that rejoin in the can. Mick will always be the voice of the Gators. That never changes, and I am humbled and honored to, uh, to follow, <laughs> if I can, in some way, uh, his path.
1: You know, one of the things, you know, sometimes timing's everything, Sean, because as you come in as a new voice, there's a new men's basketball coach here. There's a new Gator football coach, too, so that's kind of an interesting thing. You get a, a new starting point, and you get to develop that relationship right from the get-go.
8: I can't wait to work with those guys. Todd reminds me of a young Brad Stevens. I got to meet with him last week briefly. Um, I'm just super excited for what he's going to bring to Florida basketball. And then I'm pretty familiar with Billy Napier. I live in Louisiana uh, here for another couple of weeks. Uh, And to what Billy did with the UL Raging Cages is nothing short of miraculous I'm a process guy, and he makes me look like uh, a shrimp when it comes to that. (laughs) He he is all about process. He's all about recruiting the right people to fit a program and then developing uh, those young men into uh, beyond even their wildest dreams. So that's why he turned around UL. That's why I think he's going to be successful in Gainesville. And, yes, uh, there is that newness. And I think that I noticed last week just in my brief time, in Gainesville, there's a a vibe around this program right now. There's an energy that um, perhaps is being noticed. I hope you know right there up close for everyone, but from the outside, and with me now coming in, uh, you can't help but feel it right now.
1: You know, I've often told a story in hosting this show for almost 25 years about, you know, I can remember when I was a young kid sitting down with baseball cards and announcing the score. Based on how many cards I had of a certain team, what got you interested in doing this?
8: Living where I did, I grew up in St. Louis. Um, Jack Buck was the voice of the Cardinals. Dan Kelly was the voice of the St. Louis Blues. You know, that's just to name a couple of some pretty outstanding broadcasters where I grew up. But much like it is in Gainesville and in, and in the great sports markets in this country, that that announcer was as much a part of the community as anything else they were an ambassador of the teams they broadcast and they just they brought it to life i I, you know i grew up in a house where the game was always on and maybe it wasn't you know intent listening but it was there you know it was in the background it was a part of the process uh you know if you were in the car you had the game on i remember you know you talked about the baseball cards i remember in 1982 i was 10 years old the cardinals were in the world series and back at that time in the newspaper, not just the box score, but they would they would type out the play by play of the game. Wow. Um so the next day you could you could pull up and it would say, you know, top of the first, uh, you know, uh Gary Templeton single to right, you know, uh Terry Pendleton, I'm I'm gonna get the third baseman. Ten Oprahfell actually, the third baseman, you know, grounded out the third. So I would read that and then I would having had listened to some of the game the night before, I would almost recreate that in some way. Yeah. And so that, you know, I, and then I denied myself, you know, in high school, like, you know, I got my britches too big and I'm going to be a financial guy or, you know, <laughs> a lawyer or something like that. And then finally, when I figured out that I wasn't very good at math and uh, the law thing was going to be a lot longer than I thought it would be, <laughs> I finally gave into my heart and started chasing this dream that, you know, in some ways culminates here today, you know, these many years later.
1: Uh, yeah isn't it funny sean that a lot of broadcasters are not very good in math and science so that that's one thing a lot of us have in common and, and i'm right with you there um let me also ask about your gig at espn that you know that's certainly something you've done and had a lot of fun with you were the long time play-by-play voice of the pelicans so you've done a lot of sports do you have a favorite to do or are they all a blast to do
8: it's it's kind of like asking you know which one's my favorite kid I, I just I'm <laughs> I'm that kind of guy and I guess I, it was the way I grew up too you know you know when it was football season football was my favorite sport uh-huh. you know and, and and then basketball would roll around well basketball is my favorite sport and then, you know baseball I probably played more than more of that than anything else but I just I really love them all but I'll say this. There there's nothing like a college football Saturday. I can't wait to experience a swamp as a as a member of Gator Nation. Um I've been to some unbelievable places in football and basketball too and now here recently, you know, in major league baseball. So I have favorites and I have some favorite moments, but there isn't one in particular. I just I just love the rhythm of the seasons really. And Yes, doing the NBA for as long as I did was great. Don't get me wrong. Um, I miss doing multiple sports. I got that back when I went to ESPN full-time in 2019 and ended up doing five different entities for them. And then now to uh, to be in Gainesville and be a part of the Gators, not only through football season, but men's basketball too. And, and I'll be watching a lot of baseball. <laughs> uh, and I think I think part of my role will be to help out on some of those those digital telecasts, yep. um, you know, in the baseball season. But, you know, to, to be to be involved in a college town again where you have the rhythm of the seasons and on a Wednesday night I can go catch the volleyball team play, I can watch world-class uh, track and field, swimming, lacrosse, soccer. I mean, all of it. Just th- That's something that I've yearned to get back to, and, and I, I can't wait to be back in a town where you can have all of that as a sports fan
1: Sean Kelly our guest here on Sports Scene he is the brand new voice of the Gators Sean in in your bio you were a firefighter tell me about that
8: I was um, I did it for uh, five or six years I guess it started it, it, this is this is really strange um, <laughs> so when I was doing the NBA thing I had this gigantic offseason so when the pelicans would get done, if it was a good year, it would be sometime in may if if not, it would be sometime in april right and and I really wouldn't have a whole lot going on until uh training camp would start in late september so again, I can't sit still. I always have something going on. it drives my wife crazy but i I decided the local fire district here was a at the time was a combination of paid firefighters and volunteers, so I thought well maybe I could be a volunteer firefighter. So I, I went after that process, got involved, went through all the training that's involved to become a volunteer firefighter. And then it was going so well for me. And I guess the department too, that they wanted me to take the next steps to become a paid firefighter. So I I looked at them kind of strange. I said, well, you, you do know, I have, you know, this NBA schedule that kind of gets in the way. (laughs) And they said, well, we're always, we're always in need of a flex guy. So Somebody who can uh, pick up shifts when available, help guys when they're on vacation, you know, kind of kind of be a Swiss Army knife type, yeah. type person with their schedule. So it worked out in this way, and I'm making this much longer than it needs to be. But I basically each month would give the fire chief my schedule, and then we would plug and play uh, around my work schedule when it was in season and in the off season that I would kind of work kind of on a regular shift, which... In this department was, you know, you'd work every third day, basically. Um, And they were super great. I took an online course, actually through LSU's Fire Training Academy, for the academic book side of it. Hmm. And then I would do the training and the physical part of it um, in between road trips, basically. And so it took about a year. But at the end of that, I I ended up being, you know, a firefighter uh, until – Basically, my ESPN and Pelicans and Saints schedules got too much to where It just wasn't going to work for all parties involved. But I I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yes, it is what you think it is. Driving a fire engine is the coolest thing ever. (laughs) Um, But I I look back on it now and go, I think I might have been the only sports play-by-play announcer slash firefighter.
1: Yeah. I think baseball. you, may, you so. may have that distinction. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know what? We have a little bit in common. I, I'm one of the Gator baseball voices, have been for a long time radio guys, and I once was the public information person for our county fire rescue department here. So we have a little bit in common there. Um, yes, we do. Several okay. people have emailed me, Sean, in closing and wanting to know, where can we hear examples of Sean's work? I want to hear him before he starts. Can, can you help there?
8: I'm, I'm trying to think if I can. Um, gosh, I, I, I'm pretty sure there's some stuff, you know, online somewhere. It's amazing what kind of a trail one can leave now yes. in the digital space. Yes. Um, I will, I will effort here to try and get, uh, some tape and now I'm dating myself by saying tape. <laughs> I will try and get some, something out there for folks to get a little bit of a taste. Um, And and if you'll bear with me, today is a little overwhelming. Uh, Yes. Yes, uh, but I will try and get something out there uh, for folks to get at least an idea of what's coming their way when the Gators open against the Utes on September the 3rd.
1: Well, I know how busy you are, Sean, Uh, so I I appreciate you taking time to join us here. Look forward to meeting you and working with you. And uh, welcome to Gator Nation, the new voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate
8: the warm welcome. I can't, be, can't wait to be there and be on your team, and I can't wait to hear you doing baseball in person. That's going to be awesome. Thank
1: you. Okay. Thank you, man. Thank you, Sean. Sean Kelly, brand-new voice of the Gators, um, and there's only been four since 1940. Think of that, okay? There's only been three sports directors here since 1940, and Sean becomes the fourth voice of the Gators. Twelve forty four. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Open up the phone lines for you. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
6: Good morning. I'm Ellie Shreve. Florida has named the new voice of the Gators. Sean Kelly will replace Mick Hubert at the mic. Kelly has been a national play-by-play voice for ESPN radio since 2019 with ties to college athletics, the NBA, NFL, and MLB. The Tampa Bay Rays will look to gain a win tonight against the Boston Red Sox after tying the series with an 8-4 victory last night. You can catch coverage of tonight's game right here at 6.30. There is one American remaining in Wimbledon. Taylor Fritz is currently in a quarterfinal match against Rafael Nadal. At last look, Fritz leads two sets to one. If he wins this match, this will be his first major semifinal. That's your Gainesville
0: Sports Center. I'm Ellie Shree. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
8: Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience
9: at Exceptional Dentistry. There's this uh, one physician that I admire a lot and trust with my life and they referred me to Dr. Art, but I had to invest in myself, my confidence with my smile now and you know, it's just made the world of difference to me. So, it's just so well worth the investment I made here. Doctor Art has an amazing um, technique. Um, bedside manners are just amazing. Makes you feel relaxed, like you know you're part of the family. And that's I want an exceptional work. Um, that's why I came to Exceptional. In exceptional dentistry, it's all about the trust and the confidence that the patient can have with the with
0: the team here. Love Dr. Art.
6: This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com.
3: Hey son, how are you feeling? Um, uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind?
5: I just, I can't explain it. Navigating, Navigating, Navigating without a compass, Navigating, eyes waiting, Navigating, started to
7: wander. Your
5: when your kid can't find the language help them find the lyrics listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures the following is a commercial announcement
0: there's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees but there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music if passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters.
4: Wonderful product. I've lost 111 pounds using that product. 111 pounds. You could not believe the
3: difference. I went from a size 48-pant to a 33-pant and I've maintained that now for over almost a year now.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Andro 400 has helped me lose 111 pounds, and I've maintained my weight for almost a year now.
0: Thanks, James, for that inspiring testimony and 111 good reasons to choose Andro 400, the most effective and natural way to lose belly fat, increase libido, gain energy, strength, and muscle while safely boosting your testosterone levels. So, guys, how many reasons do you need for trying Andro 400? Well, here are two more great reasons. Order now and get free shipping plus an additional $6 off when you use the code SAVE6. That's SAVE6. Call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435 or go to andro400.com. andro400.com. Coming up at 4, it's The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, with the WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. For those
1: wanting some examples of Sean's work, uh, there's going to be at 2 p.m., some of the uh, social media channels for the Athletic Association will have some audio of Sean posted. You can get a sampling of him. That'll be at two o'clock today. Question I asked earlier about uh, what live sporting event do you wish you could have been at? Uh, BB says 1980 Wimbledon final, Borg McEnroe, one six seven five six three six seven eight six. Bjorn Borg won it. And Darryl says, I'm looking forward to having Sean Kelly on the broadcast where she could have been in Omaha when the Gators won the national championship in twenty seventeen. Let's get some calls. Tommy's first. Tommy, hello.
9: Hey, Steve, how you doing today, man? All right. Great interview, like always, man. You do you 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 really step up for, them, man. I appreciate that. Especially for us Gators, man. Hearing that news and and you know, for me, I'm thirty seven. I've only ever heard Mick. You yeah. Know? Like like, man, I mean and when Sean answered the phone, I, I, I was nervous, man. I, I was scared. I'm, I'm not lying to you. I mean, I listened to the games in my headset while I watch the game, like just to hear Mick. So, to hear him and his voice was resembling of that. Like it, it really. My son, even my ten year old, goes, "Is that Mick talking?" No, it's not. That's Sean Kelly. <laughs> like, but it it was it was something that resembled. It's close enough to to for me and his 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 talking and the way he resonated with me i i fell in love already man like it's if you're welcoming him to the gator nation it's like when you meet your your daughter's boyfriend or something it's like it's weird to get him into the gator family like hey man welcome to our family but, man, I felt like he, he delivered at dinner. He get, he got up and at the end of the table said what he plans on doing, and I'm super excited for him. And uh, any live sporting event I would love to go to, uh, if I could have been, would be a Game 7, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning okay. hockey.
1: All right. Tommy, yes, thank sir.
9: you. Yep. Appreciate it, brother.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you for the call. Jim is next on Sports Scene. Hi, Jim.
10: Hey, Steve. How are you today? Okay. Great! Uh, congratulations to Wyatt uh, Langford. Yep. Uh, making the uh, roster. I know he didn't have a great pre-training, but there must have been something there that kept him. And and I and that's uh, that's quite a feat, and that's really good. I, some of the other guys, I checked up on on some of them, and I noticed where Ty Evans and Michael Robertson got released from their um, the team they were playing on. Uh, I don't know exactly what goes on with those summer kind of things, but uh, Colby seems to be having a pretty good year. Uh, Ty was having a good year. He was in 273, uh, but I don't, and I have no way of knowing any of, uh, any of that stuff. Ryan seems to be pitching pretty well. Phillips doing pretty well as, as well. I kind of keep a check on it, but, uh, there's, there's so many of them and it's hard to, to do that. And congratulations to Wyatt. Look forward to seeing him back in the Gator uniform.
1: All right. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate your call. Speaking of that, Nick Pogue uh, went to the transfer portal. You know where he's transferring to? Ole Miss. Yeah. He's going to the defending national champions. Tony, hello.
11: Hey, what's up, Steve? How you doing, buddy? Doing well. I hope uh, I hope Nick kept a few more miles an hour on that fastball, man. He couldn't get it back over 90. Well, I mean, you would think think he
1: would another year removed from surgery. So you you would think that would happen.
11: For sure. Hey, hey, Steve, uh, major chops on the new voice of the Gators. That guy's got one hell of a resume. Uh, You can't go wrong when you go with a resume like that. I was hoping you would ask him, and I wonder if you know if he has a catchphrase that like a little go-to phrase that he goes to for, like, football or something, like when a team scores a touchdown, like an oh-my or something like that? I
1: didn't want to ask him that. I purposely didn't ask him that, Tony, because Ah. I wanted to leave that to have something to look forward to. I mean, maybe maybe he'll say, you know, down the road, but I didn't want to spoil it, if you will. If he's got one, (laughs) you know, for example, they're going to have some of his audio up here you know, on some of the social media yeah. channels. So maybe there's something in there that he has. I just didn't want to spoil it.
11: Gotcha, gotcha, man. Looking forward to that. Hey, Steve, with the playoffs, um, listen, I know this will never happen, but I would love to see a European rele- relegation style of format. I figure that the Big Ten and the, EP- and the SEC will be capped off at around 20 teams each. You know, the top two teams for each league go to a 14 playoff. I think that would be unbelievable. A semifinals and a final. And then the bottom two teams of each conference get relegated to the rest of college football. So basically you could keep, you know, the Big 12, you could keep the ACC, you could keep the Pac 12, and that becomes like the European style of the rele- relegation league. So every year you got four teams coming up into the big boys and you got four teams going down. It'll create unbelievable drama at the top and at the bottom. It'll never happen because it'll be a scheduling nightmare, right? Because then you'll have to change the schedules for every sport.
1: Well, that, that
11: university plays in
1: that, and here's well, the good. other reason why I don't think that could ever happen. How do you do revenue distribution?
6: How do you plan ahead
1: as an athletic director if you don't know? you know, what your monetary stream is going to be down. You don't really know the exact amount because, you know, even the SEC, when they, when they announce, you know, schools get $6 billion or whatever they get, right, they still don't know that. It has to be calculated in terms of – but imagine not even knowing if you're going to be in the league.
11: Exactly.
12: That's pretty, <laughs> yeah, that's man. pretty tough,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs>
11: but it will be great to dream. Listen, last thing before I check out, um, sporting event. I would have loved to have been at Lou Gehrig's farewell
1: speech Ooh, game. yeah.
11: Yeah, the luckiest man on yeah, the face, face of the, of the earth. earth. I yeah, mean, the, whew, the goosebumps you would have gotten in the stands there would have been legendary. Yeah. All right, Steve, oh, all right. Doing, buddy. Thank you,
1: Tony. That's a good one. I, and again, I, the, I did the first thing that came. I didn't think about it. What was the first thing that came to my mind? It was Larson's perfect game. But as you're, if you're calling in today, if there's a live sporting event you could have been at what would it have been? And I've heard uh, national championship in baseball in Omaha, um, that right there, some other ones. So uh, give me what you got. John says, some of this may be your best guess, but rank the major conferences based upon college football only in the year 2025. And why? Limit it to the ACC, ACC, Big Ten, and 12, and Pac-12, I think you meant. If you think a smaller conference may move above one of these, let me know. John, it's impossible to do that. can't do that not knowing the teams. How do I, I mean, how can you, all I would be doing there is throwing something, a, a spaghetti on the wall and hoping that it's stuck. Because without knowing who's what, I mean, the 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 conventional wisdom is that SEC 1, Big 10 2 right now. That's what I would say. Okay. But is there even going to be a Pac-12? We don't know that. There's a possibility it could go away. And then if it is, I've always felt there would be four super conferences. And this would make sense. But then what's the ACC going to do? Right. In other words, if the SEC expands, the Big Ten expands, the Big Twelve takes in the Pac-12 or some of the teams. Well, then what, what? does the ACC do? Where do they go? How do they become a super conference? So, John, it's hard to answer that, not knowing, you know, who's going to go, where. Pretty tough. Um, all right. Later on today. Kamar Wilcoxon, Gator football player, hopefully joins us top of the hour. Laura Rutledge will be here too to to, uh, go over all this stuff, John, that you're mentioning about super conferences, all of that. Tomorrow, Tim Walton's going to be here uh, to talk about the team he is coaching over the summer, a pretty good one. And uh, Super Agent Lee Steinberg is going to be here tomorrow too to give his take on, uh, you know, it's interesting. When you're an agent, obviously you are working for a player, or sometimes a coach, but I'm actually to get his take on Demarius Thomas, where they found I think was it stage two CTE with him, um, and more and more we are finding that now. That and 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 I know the NFL is trying to combat it with better design helmets and less hitting and things, but um, and of course the Deshaun Watson situation. Get his take on that too. But in this hour, our thanks to the new voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, for being here, and to Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus talking a little National Football League. Hour 2 coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. If you suffer joint pain from arthritis or an injury, you know the traditional treatments, pain, meds, and steroids, and then surgery, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell with great news. There's a better way, and it's here now from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. This is an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Listen, steroid shots are toxic to your joints, pain meds are addictive, and nobody wants to go under the knife. It's 2022, and those old ways are out, new ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair damaged joint tissue using the natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. QC Kinetics Regenerative Protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you the quality of life you deserve. Now, with offices in Ocala and the villages, 352 400 4550. That's 352 400 4550.
3: Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all.
13: Are you getting the internet speed you need? The state of Florida has launched an anonymous statewide study of broadband speeds with a free internet speed test. The results of the study will help guide investments to improve broadband speeds around our state. To take the test and measure your connection speed, visit FasterFlorida.org. That's FasterFlorida.org to take the state's official internet speed test.
1: Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell for my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They've been in business, family-owned, and operated for over 40 years, and on all that time... They've done one thing. They've given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the cream of the crop and late model, low mileage vehicles. They do their best to get the best selection and the best quality vehicles every single day. Check them out today, Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville.
0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM.
1: Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Wednesday. Hope you enjoyed our first hour. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus talking a little National Football League and the new voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, with us in the first hour. Right now, uh, as part of our partnership with the Gator Collective, we're going to bring in Gator football safety Kamar Wilcoxon to the show. Kamar, welcome. How are you, man? I'm doing well. How about you, my man? I'm doing okay. Thank you for doing this. Um, let me ask this first. Uh, you've had a lot of time, relatively speaking, in the program. You've seen different coaching staffs. This new coaching staff now, as you watch what they do, the systems they put in, what's your impressions of this staff?
14: The biggest impression that I could take about this staff is just like y'all have heard. of I'm pretty sure y'all have heard this a lot, but I could say they are very detail-oriented and like just since the time that coach Naker has been here he's been very he's had put a very big emphasis on having a detail-oriented program and I feel like this has just been like the best offseason for me since I've been in college from structure-wise the way we work just the way they operate the program like it feels like we're doing everything and we know the purpose behind it now.
1: It's interesting you say that because and I'm not trying to knock you know, Dan or anything, those guys were great and they were good to me. But I've heard the same thing, Kamar, from a lot of you, that it's the structure, knowing what's expected of you. Doesn't that make it easier to do those kinds of things when you know what's expected of you?
14: It does. Well, I would say if it isn't something that's new to you, when, you first, when it first starts to happen, it probably wouldn't be that easy. But like you said, I've been in the program – I'm going into my third year, so just like with the coaches letting it be like they're really just gonna let it be known, you either gonna do it or you not. Like we're not here to beg you. Like it's, it's not a babysitting service, nothing like that going on. So it, it really comes down to how much do you individually want it as a athlete.
1: Without giving away the scheme, Kamar is what uh, Billy's doing a lot different from what Coach Mullen did from a schematic viewpoint defensively?
14: Yes, it is. Not just like a complete, like it's not just two totally opposite offenses, which I could definitely tell like the differences between Coach Napier and Coach Mullen.
1: And then Patrick Tony, how is he?
14: Coach Tony is the best.
1: When you when some of the things they have you do in terms of drills and technique, have you learned something from him and these coaches so far along the way too?
14: Yes, I have. Like, I'm um, just, I could honestly say throughout the three years I've been in college, I have had three different coaches, but I could all say they have all been great coach. Like my freshman year, I had Coach T. Gray. Last year, I had Coach McGriff, and then now I got coach tony and i all feel like they all know what they're talking about it's just how are they saying it and how do they want stuff done that's really what it comes down to
1: i always try to ask the athletes that come on here what you did before you got to florida how many sports did you play when did you when did you kind of try to focus on football
14: um i kind of like, when I was a younger kid, I played every sport possible. But probably when I got into middle school, it started just to become a sole focus on football, and then I ran a little track.
1: Hmm. Um, now, let me ask about uh, what a lot of fans are curious about, Kamar, is NIL. There, I, there's some fans who have embraced this. There's some fans who think this is, you know, not a good thing. From a player's standpoint, what are your thoughts on NIL?
14: I feel like, I mean, it's it's good that we're able to make money for my name, image, and likeness, but I do kind of feel like it's going to, like we don't have a division amongst our team, but I do feel like NIL is going to start to create a, some sort of division in the locker room because it's like, hey, you sit here and you pay this kid out of high school all this money, but he comes in and he's not better than the guy who's been in the program for three years, and now he's ready to start in his fourth year. So now it's just like you got all this money sitting on the bench, and of course like it's going to be known around the locker room what this person is getting, so that's when it can start to cause problems. But I don't feel like that's going to happen soon, and I know for sure that won't be a problem with us because Coach Napier is handling it really well.
1: Are you looking forward to that new facility? I am. (laughs) But that's going to be a really, really nice thing to be in every day.
14: It definitely is.
1: One of the things I wanted to ask, too, what have you learned not only about football, Kamara, but going to class? What do you want to do after after you, after football?
14: I'm glad that you asked, like, after football I see I'm right now I'm um I'm majoring in psychology so once I'm done playing football I want to be like I want to be a mental health counselor cuz just like over the, like I missed last season due to an injury so just throughout that time like throughout that time up until right now as we speak I've like really noticed how important mental health is and if you don't put a big focus on your mental health it'll be so easy for it to slip from you so I just want to be a person to help people go through stuff like that because I went through mental issues and that's not fun.
1: You know, I'm that's really cool to hear, and I think sometimes, and I'm guilty of this, Kamar. You know, when when I'm in the in the press box watching a football game or I'm doing a broadcast of a Gator baseball game, you know, I'm just looking at the sport. You know, what's happening on the field and sometimes you forget you guys are human you guys have problems issues go to class like any like anybody else does is that something you think is overlooked by fans and, and and that it should be focused on more
14: it definitely is overlooked i feel i personally feel like the whole entertainment industry not even sports i feel like just behind closed scenes like the average person won't even understand the obstacles we have to go through to put out the product that everybody sees. Like, yeah, everybody, everybody's going to come to see us on September 3rd when we're playing Utah, but the fans not here during the summertime when we outside running at 6 o'clock in the morning. And then after we run at 6 o'clock in the morning, we got to go to class. Then we got to go to breakfast, meetings, come back to meetings again. Like, is just a lot of stuff that goes into it that I feel like the average person doesn't really understand the sacrifice that comes with it. That's what I would say, because it's like, like right now, the average college student is back in their hometown having fun. We've been down here working out. There's not a lot of people here. Like, we base like it's basically just a sacrifice.
1: Last question for you, without getting into specific issues, Kamar, do you feel like? after what you went through, that you're a better person, that, that you're in a better place after what you went through?
14: I definitely do. Like, I definitely, I can honestly say as a person, like, right now I'm very well at peace. And that like that was something I was trying to obtain. I can honestly say that was something I was trying to obtain my whole time here. But I could say this, this year, Specifically, Coach Tony, like he's helped me with that. I went, anytime I had a problem, him and Coach Raymond, I went to him. They helped me out, and now I'm, I feel like the best version of myself.
1: That's really cool to hear. I'm going to end on that. That that's that's a really good thing to end with. I appreciate you taking the time to do this and to talk to uh, Gator Nation here. Thank you. I wish you success and uh, keep working out because football's not too far away. Finally.
14: Yeah, you're right about that, my man.
1: Okay. Kamar, thanks, man.
14: No problem. You have a good day. You
1: too. Kamar Wilcoxson. uh See, that's what doing these interviews is for me. Okay? It's easy to talk X's and O's, and that's part of it. But listen to what he just told you. You know, the, these guys, I forget sometimes. You know, they're human. And do they have a lot of advantage? Sure they do. No question. But... You know, 6 o'clock in the morning, I know what I'm doing. And I know what he's doing. So, hope you enjoyed that. Laura Rutledge is going to come up next. I always enjoy talking to her. And we have a lot to talk about today. Um, And we will, as you call in today, by the way, she'll be our last guest. Uh, As you call in today, what live sporting event do you wish you could have been at? Is yours a Celtics one, Michael? I, I mean, you know, see Larry Bird or Bill Russell or something? I don't know.
2: It's either Celtics or Steelers. Oh, First that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. for me was Super Bowl forty-three with San Antonio Holmes and the Immaculate Reception. The Celtics have so many championships, it's hard to pin down one exact one, so I'd probably go with the Steelers. Uh,
1: I, You know, I've never asked you this. Why Boston and Pittsburgh?
2: My grandpa moved around a lot. So he just picked them up, passed them down to my mom, and down to me. So you can call me a bandwagon because they have the most championships, but there's a reason behind it.
1: <laughs> All right, fair enough. 113, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
6: Good afternoon, I'm Ellie Shreve. Florida has named the new voice of the Gators. Sean Kelly will replace Mick Hubert at the mic. Kelly has been a national play-by-play voice for ESPN Radio since 2019, with ties to college athletics, the NBA, NFL, and MLB. The Tampa Bay Rays will look to gain a win tonight against the Boston Red Sox after tying the series with an 8-4 victory last night. You can catch coverage of tonight's game right here at 6.30. There is one American remaining in Wimbledon. Taylor Fritz is currently in a quarterfinal match against Rafael Nadal. At last look, Nadal is up three to one in the fourth set. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ellie Shree.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
6: Friends, I've been telling you for a long
1: time about the Cousins family and Southeast Car Agency. It's been over 40 years since they opened their doors, and that that first day, they gave you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. Forty-something years later, they're doing the exact same thing. Thousands upon thousands of vehicles sold to folks like me and you all throughout Alachua County and, in fact, North Central Florida. Check them out online, secars.com. You'll see the vehicles they have in stock and all the pertinent information. You wanna go test drive them, see them in person, eyeball them for yourself, go see them over at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. There's sales staff also there to help you uh, with any questions you might have. As I've told you for years, when you go see them in person, you know what to do. Make sure and tell them. Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency.
8: The most important thing I learned from my father was work ethic and integrity. Never veer away from integrity, even if it costs you money.
5: International Diamond Center owner, Keith LeClaire. The core value for IDC is to protect the customer. That means offering the largest selection, uncompromising quality, the strongest warranties, and honest guidance from experts who are not paid on commission. The other trait Keith picked up from his father, a passion for competing, making sure IDC customers always get the best price in the market on any purchase.
8: There's one thing I love is to be competitive, and I have never stopped. I hate to lose.
5: No Games, no nonsense, just the best values every day on diamonds, engagement rings, and fashion jewelry. And
8: that's what drives me every day. I work to have that inventory at the right price, 365 days a year. So when you come here, you're not getting schnooker. You're getting the right price on the right item all the time, period.
5: International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Online, shopIDC.com. This message is
15: sponsored by the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station.
6: Before we left the hospital, my daughter received her newborn hearing screening. It only took a couple of minutes, and it was a painless test.
3: As a dad, nothing is more important than your child's health.
6: It was that initial screening that led to her early identification of hearing loss.
3: And as a result, we found out about our baby's rare condition, which allowed us to review treatment options quickly.
9: Go to floridanewbornscreening.com to learn more.
12: I continue to take Andrew and I've maintained my weight at 172 gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years.
13: Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435.
0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM 8.50 AM WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM 8.50 AM WRUF and online at WRUF.com
1: those who missed the interview with the new voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, uh, we'll have that posted uh, very, very soon, and uh, also, there'll be some uh, examples of Sean's work on uh, the Athletic Association's social media channels at around two this afternoon. Well, my next guest needs no introduction, Sean working at ESPN So does Laura Rutledge as she hosts NFL Live and, of course, part of uh, SEC Nation as well. Laura, welcome. Uh, By the way, what was that little outfit your daughter was wearing the other day I saw?
2: (laughs) I was wondering if I'd get a question about that. Yeah, It's actually a funny story. So uh, for those who didn't see it, Reese was dressed up in a little LSU gymnastics leotard. And it was a gift from LSU when she was born. Now, Florida gave her plenty of gifts, too, so she's outgrown all of her Gator stuff. But that was one thing that didn't fit her for the longest time because she's a little bit smaller. So she finally was big enough to wear it. We put it on and, of course, had to take a photo. And, you know, my my colleagues, Ryan Clark and Marcus Spears, are the big LSU guys. They loved it. But I have heard from a few Florida people like, come on, what are you doing? Don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry. We're pushing her to Gainesville or Tuscaloosa, <laughs> based on her
1: dad. But <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're, you're competing schools, and then but but yeah, um, we got I, lots of time. <laughs> you do, yes, you do. I don't know where to start here. I mean, there's it's almost like every day there's some new wrinkle here, Laura. But it seems to me, eventually, we're going to get to super conferences. Is that what what you believe?
2: Yes, I do. And I I was laughing thinking about talking to you today because I feel like if you went back and, you know, sort of listened to our conversations, I'm sure this is true with many of your guests, too we've all kind of been thinking that, right? Yes. And and then it didn't feel as realistic until it just continues to feel more and more like what's going to happen. And, you know, listen, as somebody who obviously works in the TV world, I feel like this is no secret, but I feel like I can speak to this even a little bit more that so much of this is around TV deals and, and how it's going to be. And, and even how people view TV now, people are in more of an a la carte world. So it's, hey, how do I want to stream whatever shows I like? Essentially, college football is going in that direction, too. And if you're thinking, well, how does that have to do with anything? That's where all the money comes from, and that's what matters most. And so I think as this continues to evolve and, and we continue to see super conferences being the trend that we're headed to or, toward, a lot of it really does go back to the TV money being involved and that being a big piece of what fuels everything. And that that's where – It does serve the fan if you really think about what fans like nowadays, but it is going to be a dramatic change and a very swift shift from what we've been used to.
1: When do you think, I mean, a lot of people think Notre Dame is a linchpin here, but isn't this sort of survival of the fittest? I mean, that, that whole thing about the alliances and the power, that is so yesterday. So where does this now fit in?
2: Yeah, I I think you're right. It's like a a game of thrones of college football. Who can can join up together before somebody else gets there? And and that's why, you know, as much criticism as you see UCLA and USC and people saying that's so unrealistic to to match with the Big Ten. I agree. I mean, it it makes you say, as someone who appreciates college football tradition, like, what under the sun are we doing here? And how does it even make sense geographically? (laughs) What are we talking about? You know, but again... It goes back to the money as we all keep saying and it goes back to the overall product trending toward the super conferences and and to your point about survival of the fittest it is it's it's which schools have the biggest brand names the most money coming in from donors the best ratings on television notre dame of course is a pinnacle ratings giant there which of these schools end up being able to say yeah i'm good enough to be in the super conference world and then and then you say what happens to everybody else? And and that's where I, I think we've we've felt this coming of okay we'll have the elite of the elite the super conference type teams the SEC is is going to be king there as it is now and then you're going to have a next tier uh, and I I think it still works I think it's still going to end up having the same fun that we've all been used to is it's not like it changes the the actual product on the field in fact maybe makes it better but it's going to feel a little slimy for some people, I think. And that's where we're going to have to watch that all play out. And, and, and I think there will be an adjustment period of just trying to wrap our minds around what under the sun is going on every day.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. The other thing that I think in all this that's missing a little bit is the plight of the student-athlete. I, mm. I mean, I, I can tell you from, you know, and I, I can only imagine you feel the same way. After a football season and flying around, you must be going, whew. Well, think of, you're going to go from L.A. to Piscataway and play volleyball or softball?
0: I know.
1: Right?
2: I mean, yeah.
1: forget this thing about the welfare of the student-athlete. Am I wrong on that?
2: No, I think you're absolutely right. And And the interesting piece of that is then you say, all right, so being full aware of the travel and some of the issues that are going to come up from having to be you know in a conference that doesn't make sense if you're one of these West Coast teams, how do you get people to go there and it's not just football that's like these are two teams that have iconic iconic reputations in multiple sports when you think about UCLA in softball for instance, you think about USC in in so many different sports that over the years. I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine that that's going to be easy to recruit to, yeah. <laughs> right? And, I mean, you think about Lincoln Riley you know, going to USC from the football perspective. He's a great recruiter, and certainly he's taken advantage of some of the NIL world that we're in right now in that wild, wild west. But how is he going to convince people – to, to go there with all of that in mind. And and maybe it won't matter. Look, I mean, maybe maybe he's going to recruit a bunch of guys that want to go play in the snow and, and also want to then fly back to the West Coast and, like, be in the sun. I don't know. Uh, but, but it does seem really, really difficult to process if you're a college athlete. And I, and I think that's where you know, it's becoming so murky of if we can even call these people student athletes anymore, right? It's almost like, okay, you're, you are, you are a pro athlete who happens to be in school right now until you go on to your next pro level, or maybe you make enough money while you're in school that it's not even an issue for you. I mean, money's flying around like crazy from that standpoint, but I do worry about just the experience for them and, and, if we're really doing because i i don't i mean listen are are people really sitting there thinking oh yeah this is going to be the best thing possible for these kids no they're not uh and and that's where you wonder who advocates for them especially with the ncaa sort of taking another back seat in all of this
1: yes they are taking yet another back seat bb has a question (laughs) for you says since men's sports in general and historically have garnered more attention and have generated more revenue it would seem plausible NIL money will go to disproportionately to men and will adversely affect the intent, if not the letter, of Title IX for women and perhaps foster a certain level of perceived tiered lower value for women versus men in sport. What are your thoughts? I, I mean, I think women have done, I mean, the g- gymnastics team here. I think the NIL deals for some of the women athletes have been good as well. But your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, it, it's a really good question because, you know, as we know, even here, ironically, a little bit in the 50th anniversary of Title IX, uh, just recently having passed, you know, it, we have seen major advancements in women's sports and in what women are given. And then, and then NIL being sort of that next step for women, especially because a lot of these sports don't have a great opportunity to go pro. Or if they do, it's not that the women are going to continue that way. And so it gives them a chance to make some money, it gives them a chance to, market themselves in ways that they really were limited in before. I mean, a lot of times it was just sort of a given that some of these stars in the on the male side would end up going on and, and making great money and marketing and all of that, and they all did. And the women just sort of had an abrupt end, and, and that was it, you know? Uh, so we've seen some of that. What what I do think is true, and, and to the point of the question, is that you are seeing – there's no way it's going to be equal, right? Because right. there's no way that – that some of these people who are doing these deals are going to say oh yeah you know this this guy's got all these followers and all this marketing and all of this potential and and this woman is very marketable but but not quite at that same level and that, that's that's tough you know i mean it's 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 weird cuz you never want to say well you know at least we got something yeah. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of how it feels for for The women right now it's it's a positive step it's so much still needs to change and i would go back once again and i've I've said this a few times about title nine i i firmly believe and and look i mean we're trying at espn but i firmly believe that it's on a lot of us from the broadcasting side and from the promotional side you know in media to promote women's sports to continue to bring people on i mean you mentioned gymnastics when i was covering gymnastics on sec network There was never a time that somebody said, Oh, I tuned into Friday night lights or Friday night lights, Friday night heights for the first time and, and I didn't like it. You know, it was always that if we could just get people to tune in, they would become gymnastics fans. And we all know the arenas are packed, oftentimes more than they are for the men's sports at that time of year. But it's just a matter of getting the fans there and then keeping them. And I think, that's almost more on us to continue to fuel that, and then hopefully that brings more NIL deals, more exposure, and more promotion for these women.
1: Yeah, I mean, look what happened with softball—the softball final outdrew the yeah. college baseball final. So, to your I point. Know. Um,
2: awesome.
1: Last question: uh, NFL training camps. So, flipping the page here, soon to open up. Um, I think, Laura, this has a chance to be a really fascinating. NFL season I think there's I mean we all know the good teams but I think others maybe like maybe the Chargers the Eagles who have made some improvements I think this has the 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 chance to be a really good NFL season you must be looking forward to it
2: yeah I can't believe you didn't mention your Jets who had a great draft yes they did I I know why you didn't
1: (laughs) yes thank you because history shows yes (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's a sore subject. Uh No, I think it's going to be a fantastic NFL season. And, and then, I mean, even just the storyline of the Buffalo Bills alone, who seemingly are so stacked and ready to go and I'm not sure you find a, a more likely team right now to win the Super Bowl, but yet, Somehow, you got to always think about Patrick Mahomes and those Chiefs lurking, even without Tyreek Hill. They really like their offensive weapons. They like some of the improvements that they've made. What's going to happen with the Browns and Baker Mayfield? I think we're going to get some clarity on Deshaun Watson, but I don't expect him to play this season. So that's really interesting. Jacoby Brissett, former Florida guy, mm-hmm. is he going to be out there starting for the Browns? I mean, they're a really good team need a quarterback that's going to be able to lead them but they're a really really good team so they're fascinating Lamar Jackson and the Ravens I mean you 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 just look around all of these divisions and then by the way I didn't even mention Aaron Rodgers and the Packers being without Devontae Adams Devontae Adams over with the Raiders in that crazy 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 strong division in the AFC West so there there is so much that I think we're going to you know, be excited about in the lead up, and then it's all going to get flipped on its head because I believe there's a lot of parody right now. There are a lot of teams, to your point, that could end up surprising people, and it's going to be so much fun to watch. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, and training camps will open before you know it. Laura, always a pleasure. Thank you for making time, and uh, we'll see where this craziness goes in college. But uh, I, I don't think anybody really knows, but at some point we'll find out. Thank you for the time. Thank you, Steve. Talk to you soon. You got it. Thanks, Laura. Laura Rutledge, uh, she is tremendous. She's just so talented, um, and we're proud that she's an alum here. 131 Time Check brought to you by hayes Jewelry. We'll open the phone lines for you for the rest of the show. ESPN 981 FM, 850
0: AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Pump it up this summer,
3: literally. Underinflated tires can overheat and endanger lives. Whether you're driving across town or across Florida, make sure your tires are properly inflated, damage-free, and have adequate tread depth. The trip to your destination can be half the fun, so take your time and enjoy the ride. The Florida Highway Patrol reminds you to slow down and stay cool this summer. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Visit flhsmv.gov for more information. Hey, it's Steve Russell telling you about my friends at
1: Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and a 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now, back in season, the key lime milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting Jobs at Dick Mondell's com.
9: Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community with programs like Law Talk Live on the Sky every Saturday at 1030. You can also join our podcast Meldon Law and Friends every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 other audio platforms. Melden Law, the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather
7: update. Mostly sunny skies are expected through the early afternoon, but of course, clouds, showers, and interim thunderstorms are possible by later on during the afternoon. It's going to be hot, though, as well. Highs in the low 90s. Heating that's values used to be as high as 105 this afternoon. Tonight, showers and storms wrap up. Patchy fog is possible by early tomorrow morning with lows falling into the 70s. From with our Center, meteorologist Justin Ballard.
0: Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams. And Max Kellerman. Do I believe
14: Draymond think that he has a really good team that's going to compete at the highest level? Yeah, I, I think he believes that. Does he believe they got another championship or two inside of that arena? I think he believes that, but I don't personally subscribe to believing that he believes they're going to win three out of the next four.
0: Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF. The WRUF radio app, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 981 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the dean of sports talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 981 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF.
1: All right, we'll open the phone lines for you, emails as well. Three nine two eight two five five. Part of I'm going to ask this again tomorrow too, but I'm going to throw in another question tomorrow, uh, in honor of Sean Kelly being named the new voice of the Gators. Anyway, uh, if you could have been at any live sporting event, what would it be? Uh, William says. The Ortiz walk-off in Game 4 to avoid the sweep in 2004 when the Sox broke the 86-year curse. Williams says, enjoyed your interview with Sean Kelly. Your guest was totally right, having grown up in St. Louis and Columbia, Missouri. That area does produce some great play-by-play announcers like Jack Buck, Harry Carey, Harry Carey, and Dan Kelly in hockey. Uh, He mentioned Dan Kelly. Uh, Dan Kelly became a national announcer For hockey as well. uh, And he was really, really good. Peyton says. Who are the other previous voices of the Gators. Before Mick and previous sports directors. I like history. Especially when it comes to things like radio broadcasting. Well. As far as voices of the Gators. uh, My mentor. Otis Boggs. Was the voice of the Gators from 1940. Until 1982. David Steele took over, stayed here seven years, 82 to 89. Mick stayed here from 89 to 2022. The sports directors here were Otis Boggs, Larry Vitell, and me. That's it. So, it's been a, yeah. Um, that's been it, Peyton. Uh, Patrick says he'd go to the French Open and see Rafa uh, this year. Okay. This year, Uh, that's fine. Mike says, uh, great interview. You ask intelligent short questions that elicit great info from your guests. Thank you for that. He would have loved to have been at the Baltimore versus Cincinnati Big Red Machine World Series when Brooks Robinson, who was my childhood hero, had arguably the greatest World Series any player ever had to play with the glove. And then he is going to bring up something that I'm actually going to bring up Tomorrow. Uh, as one of my questions to ask of you baseball guy hello hey man how are you long time yep what's up um
12: well it was funny earlier when you first talked about uh your subject that you were uh, looking for uh, answers on um you said uh it would have been don larson's perfect game for you yep first thing came to mind and you know i'm i'm a lifetime Yankee fan. I was connected to the club by my dad who hired the uh, New York City cops who did security at the stadium. So I had free run of the stadium as a kid. And I was at Don Larson's game. I still have my ticket. And it is, in fact the sports event of my life. And um, it also explains a lot about why I'm not so college sports oriented. I grew up in that atmosphere of, uh, you know, 12 pennants and 14 years and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. The the biggest question at the start of the year was who are we going to play in the World Series? Yeah. So, so I'm I'm a spoiled Yankee lifetime fan, and um, that was my baseball event. I've been to so many because of my dad's connections and uh, sports in that area. And uh, I was at Ingram, Mario Johansson, Floyd Patterson, and Yankee Stadium, and um, you know a lot of events. But even that. Pales, even that Don Larson game pales in comparison to the favorite baseball experience of my life, and that was when Yogi came to my tenth birthday party.
1: Very nice, baseball guy. Very nice. I appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. That's cool. Yeah, uh, Dad, can Mickey Mantle come to my party today? Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty good. Uh, Tennessee Mike, hello.
15: Hey, Steve. Uh, great topic. I, well, let me tell you a New York bone here. How about the uh, 1973 Belmont Secretary
1: Secretary? Sec- yep, there you go.
15: <laughs> you weren't there, were you? Nope. <laughs> hey, um, Steve, I wanted to tell you a compliment, a quick question about Notre Dame. Um, with Florida replacing uh, Mick there, you know, a lot of these legends around the SEC have retired Kentuckys recently and others. Um, uh, it's really hard to, to um, replace a legend, and it doesn't always work. Tennessee replaced one with uh, Bob Kesslin, who you might remember from some TV work.
10: Mm-hmm. And people
15: grumble, people grumble about him 20 years later. So it's not always a slam dunk. Usually these guys get that job, and they generally keep it. But some people just can't get over the, the legend. And, and it doesn't always take when the, the new guy doesn't always
1: take. No, um, but I, I would hope that any fan would understand that – you gotta be who you are right if If everybody was a legend, there'd be no such thing as a legend, right yeah, so if a fan is looking for the next Mick Hubert, that's probably not what Sean Kelly is. Sean Kelly is who he is, um and I think that's the way fandom should be because I think when you select a voice mike if it's tennessee florida whoever there's two ways you can go about it in my opinion you look you can look for somebody who has similar traits or you can say look he was good for you know what florida did or whatever the school did but we're going in a different direction so we'll see how sean does
15: yeah and steve the play-by-play job's kind of changed now with tv and the internet and everything it's for the the fans of the team mostly, I would contend probably guys like Dooley and Robbie Andrew and yourself even make more of an impact outside of the Florida sphere because fans from other teams are just, you know, and people in general see guys like you a lot more than they see a Mick Huber.
1: Yeah, but I think now is a chance to kind of modernize the position, if you will. Um, you know, Mick was probably the last of the traditional – you know, radio, television, play by play, you know, but now with social media, now with podcasting, you know, affiliate relations, Sean's done that. So I think it'll be, you know, a little different in what, you know, his, his style will bring.
15: Okay. stay one Notre Dame question I'll clear out on you. Okay. Um, Notre Dame, uh, I think this is the perfect opportunity to, for once and for all for the college football community to stand up to Notre Dame. Um, a lot of people talk about college football and needing a commis- commissioner. That will probably never happen. But um, I want to cite the, uh, I guess, 93 season, 94 Fiesta Bowl, if you remember that. Notre Dame got into that game, Steve, with a 6-4 and record, got blasted by, I believe, Oregon State in that game, had no business being in the Fiesta Bowl in the first place. And Notre Dame gets a lot of special rules, a lot of special benefits, be very uh, hard to to leave that if you're getting stuff like that but it just makes the sport kind of mickey mouse and not um not credible when you have stuff like that happening and I think Notre Dame's addicted to that you know freebies and all that and I think the um it's time for the college football world to step up and say the party's over to Notre Dame you, you will go with me on that
1: uh I see your sentiment but it ain't going to happen
15: well you know it's not but I'm not so sure. I know TV, and I agree with you on all that. But um, just takes if it's going to be two conference commissioners, just Warren at the Big Ten and Sankey. I don't think Notre Dame would get that half-and-half half deal out of the SEC. they get in the ACC deal. So if you could get that Big Ten guy and Sankey on the same page and call up Swarbon and say, hey, the party's over, I think it might be a little easier than you realize.
1: But I think Notre Dame would be okay, Mike, with, with staying independent. I really well, do. Let them
15: play Harvard. Let them play Harvard and Yale and the and the service academies, and not invite them to the party.
1: Well, I mean, you could do that. I mean, if if you wanted to just say to Notre Dame, we're going to shut you out, you know, nobody will play. That's fine. But I want to see the first school slash conference to do that because whether you like Notre Dame and a lot of people don't, they still have cachet. They they still are viable at least in football at least when Kelly was there, and they're doing a great job in recruiting so far So with a new coach. So we'll see.
15: Hey, Steve, so you ever been to Notre Dame on the way out the door?
1: Yes. yes. Yeah, I've
15: been there twice. It's a beautiful place, but it's time to stand up to them. See? All
1: right, Mike, thank you. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up ESPN, one FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF.
13: Good afternoon, I'm Hugh Green. The University of Florida announced the new voice of the Gators today. ESPN radio announcer Sean Kelly is set to replace the legendary Mick Hubert. In Major League Baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays face the Boston Red Sox in a rubber match tonight at Fedway Park. Tune in for coverage of the game here at 6.30. The Miami Marlins go for a sweep of a brief two-game set against the Los Angeles Angels tonight in Miami. And the Atlanta Braves look to take the series at Truist Park against the St. Louis Cardinals. At Wimbledon, there is one American left in play as Taylor Fritz is currently battling Rafael Nadal in a quarterfinal matchup. At last look, the match is tied at two sets apiece, with the fifth set tied at one game apiece. That's your Gainesville Sports Center.
0: I'm Hugh Green. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
8: Hi, this is Dr. Art Maury of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our
0: clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. <laughs> I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that, um, that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me.
5: QC Kinetics patient Robert Patterson, a veteran and business owner, struggled at work and in the gym with chronic, agonizing shoulder pain.
3: Those injuries just continue to nag, and if you don't treat them, they just get worse. And I just kind of
5: abused my body for a long time, and it finally had said enough is enough. That's okay, because QC Kinetics tells your pain, "Hey, enough is enough." Their regenerative treatments bring you relief by helping restore and repair damaged tissue with no drugs, no downtime, and best of all, no surgery.
3: I was able to exceed the goals that I had previously attained in the gym, it was absolutely worth its weight in gold so I could continue to live life without limitation.
5: Ready to get lasting relief from your joint pain? Call QC Kinetics to learn more about how natural biologic treatments can get you lasting results. Call now. It's a free consultation. 352-400-4550. That's
3: 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352 400 4550
6: life happens getting married moving new baby loss of health insurance if you've had a life changing event you may qualify for a special enrollment period in the health insurance marketplace visit healthcare.gov and see if you qualify need help A navigator from Covering Florida can help you through the process and find the best plan for you and your family. Visit CoveringFlorida.org or call 877-813-9115 to make an appointment. Assistance is always free and confidential.
0: From pylon to pylon, we are your home for all things football. 63 You're listening to ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 981 FM and 850 AM, WRUF.
1: It looks like Baker Mayfield has been traded. Uh, Ian Rappaport is reporting he's been traded to Carolina for a conditional fifth round pick. That might be a steal for Carolina. Now, I, I would challenge you who can can you name two Carolina wide receivers? I mean that, that that's part of the issue there.
12: You got DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson.
1: Yep. Yep. But the question becomes are they better than what they seemed because of the quarterback? We'll find out, I guess. Because, I mean, look, why would you... I mean, Look, I think you have a quarterback battle in camp and see who wins. But if the Browns are going to go with Jacoby Brissett while Deshaun Watson sits, and he may be sitting a long time, uh, that'll be interesting. All right. Tomorrow... We're going to continue the question I asked today, give you a chance to stew on it. If there's a live sporting event you wish you could have attended, what would it be? And the other one is this. Mike, in the email about Sean Kelly, said, all I ask from the new voice of the Gators is to tell it like it is and be more excited when a Gator makes a great play than the opposing team a college announcer should be extremely partial that's my question for tomorrow should a college announcer be a homer what do you prefer do you prefer a homer or do you prefer you know call it down the middle just and that's just pure preference we'll talk about that tomorrow And it'll be kind of fun to do. Tim Walton's going to be here tomorrow as well. um, As uh, he's coaching an interesting team, Team USA, uh, the U.S. Women's National Team. And a lot of Florida softball players, Charlotte Eccles, Amanda Lorenz, Michelle Moultrie, um, all part of that team. So that'll be kind of cool. All right, let's get some uh, calls here to... uh, Close out the day. It's been a good show today. And appreciate the calls and the emails. I got emails, but hopefully um, more calls. 392-8255. Much like Djokovic was pushed uh, in a quarterfinal today, Rafael Nadal is in a fifth set. It's tied 3-3 with uh, Fritz from the USA. uh, An 11 seed. So given... given, uh, the two seed Nadal, all he can handle, uh, and that's cool. Uh, that that's good for the sport of tennis. Uh, all right, let me get to. Uh, I've got two baseball emails here. Um, Bob says, "Why do you think Nick Pogue went to Ole Miss?" I guess I, I that that's the only that's the way it was questioned or the way it was worded. I'm guessing the question means, as opposed to staying here, um, I mean, why does anybody transfer? Right? I don't think Nick was unhappy here, but maybe he's got more of a chance to pitch than he would have here. And look, Brandon Sproat is going to be a high draft. I don't see him coming back. Hunter Barco not coming back. Uh, you wouldn't think so. That whole, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday pitching rotation is going to be, you would think, different. And remember, it's going to be interesting because uh, a week from Sunday is the first round of the MLB draft. And then the next day is day two of the draft and the first day of SEC football media days. So, The uh, humdrum month of July will get a little kick in the pants, at least for a few days. Let's get John with us. John, hi.
13: Hey, Steve. Uh, Did you say tomorrow you're going to have the college football guy on, um, talking about the conferences expanding and all?
1: Mm, No.
13: Okay. I thought you mentioned you were going to have someone on that was going to talk about the –
1: I did leave with Laura today. Laura Rutledge did, yes.
13: Oh, okay. Okay. That, that's who you're talking about. Um, I find it, I'm, I'm like you, I think it's going to be four conferences. And the question is, is it going to be 20 teams per conference, do you think, or 16? I think 20. Yeah. And, and that's what I agree with. And I've been going through, um, first of all, it, I listen to Shane's show as well. He says that the um, ACC is locked up. You can't you can't grab an ACC team because of the, the contracts they have. Well, so, well he's right. Them.
1: He's right because of that complicated deal they have. It w- it would take some maneuvering to do it. Let's put it that way. But I mean, on, yeah. on the surface of a change, right?
13: Okay. So if they're out of it, if you can't take one of their teams, then it leaves big Big Twelve residue and and AAC residue or AAC teams like Memphis or UCF, USF. And it's interesting Cincinnati, it's interesting to figure out who the Final 4 would be for for the SEC. Um I mean Notre Dame is actually adjacent to Kentucky. I mean the, the two states are adjacent. I know that's that's way north, but if you if you want to say they have to be adjacent to another SEC they don't. SEC,
1: they don't. That Throw so, that out, John. Okay. There's nothing about geography. What is Missouri adjacent to?
13: Kentucky. Not really. really. Not.
1: So, I mean, that, that's just forget that. I mean, th- th- wh- so, what's yeah, happened yeah, no. here because of all this, John, is mm-hmm. the regional aspect, which a lot of fans really liked, is now gone. I- if this happens, it's gone
13: do you think that's gone from the SEC they're going to ignore that also? Yes. Okay.
1: I mean depending on you know how many teams you want and where because the SEC I mean, it is Missouri in the southeast. No. No. It's not. So they've already done it. So why wouldn't they do it again? Now, if if you think the ACC can have its teams wrangle out of their agreement that they've got, well, now that opens up Pandora's box because now you have yeah. teams that have a blueprint that are in the Southeast.
13: I agree. That's that's an easy four teams. But without them, it's not an easy four teams.
1: No. And remember, supposedly the ACC and the Pac-12 have – I think they term it a loose partnership that would include a championship game being played in Vegas. So that's out there. So maybe the ACC says, "Okay, if we can't, you know, get, if we can't do anything because of where we are, we'll look at the Pac-12 if they can bulk up, and we'll have, you know, something with them and go forward." There's just, there's so many things out here, John. That's what's, it's hard to put a finger on it because there's, you know, the PAC 12 now is talking to the big 10, you know, is the big 12 going to try to expand? I mean, there's just crazy.
13: Yeah. Oh, I I think it's, it is so interesting to to figure out and try to figure out who's going to be where uh, and, and will it be 20 and who it's, it's, I mean, we may find out next week four other teams have signed up with the SEC. I mean, sure. who knows? Yeah. right.
1: That's right. It's it, Right now, yeah. from people I've talked to, uh, i, I got to be careful what I say here. Um, <laughs> one athletic director who's had experience in multiple conferences told me yesterday morning it is, quote, Dog eat dog right now. That that that's pretty yeah. telling from an athletic director.
13: No, I I um I agree. And it and it, the, the SEC no longer has the rule that that a that a school can veto like Florida can't veto another Florida school anymore. Is that correct?
1: I believe that's correct.
13: Yeah. So that the days of them stopping Florida State from getting in are over. If, you know, if it's possible.
1: All right, we're going to find out.
13: All right. Thank, Thank you, me. John. Thank yep, you, appreciate
1: your call. Yeah, it is going to be incredible when, when all is said and done here uh, to see what's going to take place. And I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow, but wouldn't if, if I'm involved in college football, wouldn't you want all of this to be in place before the college football season starts? Because then at least you know, if you're school X or conference X, what the landscape's going to be for the future. That's why I think, I think you're going to see movement, but I'm just not sure there's enough time before the college season starts to make that happen. Our thanks today to Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, talking NFL, Gator football player Kamar Wilcoxon. really good interview. And these interviews are all going to be posted on our website so you can hear them again. The great Laura Rutledge and Sean Kelly, the brand-new voice of the Gators. Thanks to Michael for producing today. We thank you for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow at noon. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Make it a good day.